you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 199 of the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck. Yes, each time I hear that, I'm, I, I, I'm uh, the the New York Jetropolitans are brought to mind, and a big win for those Jets on Sunday against the Patriots. And uh, I guess we could start there, but that would be unwise. The big story of Week Seven, of course, Peyton Manning, the longtime BMOC of Indianapolis, returning his homecoming to the Colts, to Indianapolis. Let's talk about it right now with a couple fellows. First of all, we'll say hello to our main man who's been with us for almost all 199 of uh, of our podcasts here from NFL.com and from NFL Fantasy Live. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yes. you uh, having me on. A touch morose right now, and this has nothing to do with Jay Cutler's injury. I do notice that it's 199, and anybody who has been following the podcast over the past couple of weeks knows that I'm not in on the Wednesday show or the one that we tape on Wednesdays, which I feel is a conspiracy by Black Tie to make sure that I can't be on episode number 200, which mm. it's – I don't get it. I mean, I not only has my song been erased from this show, which is fine. I don't, I don't want to be too big of a conspiracy theorist, but this is an obvious slap in the face. Black Tie, play his song. Give him, give him a, throw him a bone here, would you? See, make sure, let, make sure he understands. War has not come to the Dave Damashek football. feel better, Bubby? A little bit. All right, good, good. Now let's say hello to the other guy here in Studio 66. He is personnel guy, the guru here at NFL Network. He, he's a longtime scout as well as uh, the one-time QB of Appalachian State some uh, some years ago. It's Daniel Jeremiah. What's the poop with you? Not much. Um, Rank, I've never heard Rank complain, though. I've been, you know, maybe a dozen of these, and Rank is always so positive. It's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, to he's, see. All, he's a that's sunny true. disposition, that's, that's true. for sure. Never well, complaining about anything. No, indeed. All right, you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, if you've heard half of one of them, one of the things Rank and I like to go on and on about, and I want to give someone else who's here with us in 66 a chance to speak first. Peyton Manning goes into Indianapolis. I last Friday somehow got swept up in it and decided Peyton is going to have a fire under him and he is going to torment the Colts all night long. And then by the end of the game, I realized, what am I thinking? Peyton Manning wilts under the white hot light of pressure 
in big games, even in Week 7, apparently. He didn't have to wait till January. Daniel Jeremiah, make some sense of it. Well, if 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 Wilting is three eighty six, three touchdowns and, and don't play one games. Pick, don't then, I, listen. Uh, I'm just going to jump on. Line? I like to wilt. I like to wilt at my job a little bit here. Hold, Would you? He, hold you on, you hold know on. he looked lousy. You know he looked. That don't play games. No, you know he no. didn't play well. It wasn't Look. like Tony Romo throwing five hundred yards and he had a number of three and outs. No, he did, but at, at the end of the game when they're making their push to try and get back in, where you would talk about a Romo interception, it wasn't a Peyton Mar- Manning goof at that point in time. It was Ronnie Hillman, the Aztec, Akbar, have to answer to that one. But uh, putting the ball on the ground as they're getting ready to go in, that, that was huge. huge so no blunder. concerns about no, Peyton no, no, Manning. No, look, the biggest blunder of the game was not on Peyton Manning. Did Peyton Manning play up to the standard, the crazy high standard he set for himself this year? No. Uh, but I thought the way he played was probably good enough for them to win if they could have got some help help in other areas. Now, what what I will say is, after the Mathis hit, I think people got took this the wrong way. They they thought, well, you know, they talked about his his pass wobbling, and then Peyton, you know, famously after the game said, "I've thrown a lot of wobbly touchdowns too." I I didn't think the issue was that he was throwing you know a wobbly ball. I thought some velocity was lost yes. af- after that hit. So take away what the ball looks like in flight, you know, wobbly spiral. Forget that. I just thought the velocity that we had seen improved earlier this year from last year. After that hit, I saw some balls just kind of hang hang up in the air a little bit. Didn't didn't have that kind of late life like you would say a, a pitcher would have. So you know, I don't know. He's never going to admit that he got dinged up, you know, on that Mathis hit. But I thought there was a noticeable difference after that. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't you say, yeah, I got a little, uh, you know, I, well, it's I, open I, season. I was... It's open season. You know, he, he, you know, he can be hurt. You hit him, you can hurt him, and it'll affect his play. And that's something you would look at from an opponent's standpoint and say, okay, let's at go get him. At this point in his career, don't we have that sense that if you hit Peyton Manning, he doesn't like it, that he doesn't respond as well as some other QBs do? Well, I mean, there's very few that do. I mean, does Tom Brady respond well after no, he's been he hit a bunch of times? No, Tom Brady doesn't like Tony it Ro- either. Tony Romo? No. So Aaron Rodgers? You, know, you know why we're having this discussion, No, right? no, no. This is why we're having this discussion, why because his guy on his team is one of the few guys that is better when he gets popped in the mouth and is taking all kind of shots. Well, if you want to talk about Big Ben Roethlisberger, I'm just please saying. talk away. I so, thought he was terrific I, as, as he usually is in big games. Can I, can I, I'm going to take a left turn here. We talked about Peyton. We've talked about Roethlisberger. I was talking to a buddy in the league that was watching this game with, with Denver and Indy, and I had never heard this comparison. He said Andrew Luck to him reminded, reminded this guy of a more athletic Ben Roethlisberger, like he said, look, hmm. he said Ben Roethlisberger. The stuff he does, he's so big and he's so strong. Luck is just a faster version of what Ben does. I mean, that 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 run that Andrew Luck had, where he catapulted off of the off of the defender and went forward like five or six yards. We've seen similar type stuff from Roethlisberger, where guys are kind of bouncing off him as he's running down the field. Luck is just he's faster. I mean, I thought it was an interesting comparison. You don't really see those two guys mentioned together. Been a rank point since before he played his first game at uh, in Indianapolis. Is that Luck is a tremendous athlete hats off to you rank thank you sir well if you looked at the measurables from the combine i mean very similar to cam newton mm-hmm. same size guy and everything but of course andrew luck has never looked at in that light but if you watch the pac-12 games you know you'd see andrew luck he, when he ran with for the cardinal he would catch passes he memorably for made that one that one, one the one-handed yeah, grab I mean, I, that, I, it wasn't a, it wasn't a mystery to me that he was athletic mm-hmm. coming in i mean you, you knew that at stanford he was a good athlete i had just never heard that comparison with ben just how how strong he was not you know just that that size to be able to absorb hits like he does 
Um, it's one of those deals. He's one of the few guys that looks like after there's a collision, the defensive guy gets up the worst for the wear as opposed right. to him. Here's the thing about Peyton Manning, and I, I really don't want to talk about this because on some level we've we've talked about it ad nauseum, but I want Rank to say whatever he wishes to say on the subject. But the one point I'll make about Peyton is this was a big game. However you want to – oh, it's just week seven. How important is it? We're not even the – I'm a big believer in. And if you don't believe me – Click into a year-by-year comparison where we were in Week 7 last year and the year before and see which of those teams still made it into the playoffs, which team you thought was the best then, and where where they ended up come January. So I, I do say that with that asterisk in mind. But Peyton Manning in Week 7, this was an unusual game. This was his homecoming. They play the big video of him. The trash-talking. By Jim Ursay leading up to it, I don't care how much he demurs and tries to pull that back. He was trying to get in Peyton's head. I absolutely believe that. I feel like you can't say, well, was Peyton his best? No, he wasn't. But you know what? He did enough. No, no. If you're the man and you carry the team and the team is entirely built around you and playing into your strengths, then in the big games, that's when you have to deliver that big performance. You can't then regress a little bit and say, like, yeah, I mean, he wasn't atrocious. He wasn't as good as he sometimes is. He has to be the best that he is in the big games. No? 386 yards and three touchdowns? I mean, I just... You know he missed a lot of throws. I don't see. No, I, I disagree with that. I, I don't think he did miss a lot of throws. I thought some velocity was missing, so he underthrew a couple deep balls. I, I agree with that. I, I thought this game was more of an indictment on their receivers not hmm. being able to get free against the coverage. I thought Darius Butler was an unsung hero in that game. I know Welker made some plays down the stretch, but for the first half of that game, he couldn't get free. He could not get free. And Peyton, with the offensive line they had, needs to get the ball out quick. We know that. His quick his hmm. quick hitter guys are Julius Thomas. And Welker on the outside, you saw him even try and you know throw a lot of those little tunnel screens just to get the ball in because they don't have confidence they can hold up in protection. So I, I just I don't want to put it all on him. Now I answer your question though: Did he play the best he's ever played? No, but I, I think the bigger issue with that they could not get off press coverage, they couldn't get open, and, and you know it, I just think that the offensive line is not very good. And in this in this case, when you're locking up their receivers, when you're rerouting them destroying the rhythm it gave that pass rush just a little bit more time and 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 they got to him but they're good enough against the cowboys and all these other undermatched opponents that the the thing is and i'll i might overlook the game crippling interception he threw with five minutes and don't you dare say that he was hit (laughs) or anything like that no 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 because i'm (laughs) don't you dare in in in, who are the cowboys the cowboys three corners to match up with with uh with those receivers i get it but i'm saying in your heart of hearts if Tony Romo throws that interception that Peyton Manning, even getting hit, the Twitter would have imploded on itself with hashtag Romo being Romo. And everybody would have. But you know what? Everybody makes whatever excuse it is for Peyton. The thing that stood out for me was at the end of the first half when they had a, two minutes left. He re, they just they went they'd gotten a first down. And then at the, here came the two minute warning. And then they turned the ball over after 16 seconds. And that let the Colts go down, get the ball, score. That, to me, was the biggest thing. And that was Peyton Manning just, you know what, Peyton, that was just big game Peyton again. That was just him not being able to make the big plays in a big game when it needed to happen. It's It wasn't looking at the last couple of minutes. And then, by the way, coach on the field, your decision was, we're going to give the ball to Ronnie Hillman. 
we're going to give the ball to the guy who f- has trouble holding on to it. I mean, it's one thing if you hand the ball off to Noshawn Moreno mm-hmm. in that instance because, you know what, he has the pedigree to do that. But Peyton decided at that point, I want the game out of my hands. I'm going to put it in the second-year running back who has a history of fumbling. Is that a great decision? No. I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. You like to see him just keep the ball in his own hands right there, but you're talking about two I, yards to gain. You'd think the guy could hold on to the football. Hindsight being perfect, I said they better not try to run it here. When that play was happening. That was foresight, I think you described. All right, <laughs> let me just say this, or ask this, and then we've got uh, Look Who's Walking Into Studio 66 well, as we well, speak. But before, before before you get to that question, i got to ask Rank. Okay, sure. you've got the opening game of the season, right? Okay. Against a team that knocked you out of the playoffs, love it. Oh, that, you that, won the, that won the Super Bowl. Let me. Was honestly, that a biggest stage or was that a small stage? Let, let me. Let That's me. The tell only you game being played on that night, as far as honestly, I'm that you know what? If they it, week what, one, seven touchdowns in that I game. I love it. You know what? Listen, I'm I'm a fantasy guy. Week seven, week one, whatever. September, October, with the weather being great, I there's nobody I love more than Peyton. Manning. See, I think this destroys when, the narrative. I think this game, it, this game, this game totally destroys it because the narrative is the regular season and Peyton Manning's going to put up these silly numbers. But then when we get to the postseason, the weather's cold. That's when he ah, falters. That was my next question. So how, how they open the roof on him? Listen, how it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference. No, then why did Ursay open the roof? This this hokum that Ursay, the only misstep he's made, although I guess he wants to be a respected man, the only mistake he's made over the last week is that is to act as though well, I don't know what everybody's talking about. I meant no shot at Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, I brought up his arch rival Tom Brady and how he has more rings, but no, no, no implied shot. Why is everybody turning it into something ugly? Oh yeah, and also Peyton hates when the roof is open. Let's open it for his homecoming. <laughs> of course, he doesn't like it when it's chilly outside. Which is a pretty bad, if you're a superhero, <laughs> if you're Superman, that's a pretty bad kryptonite to have your when you're playing football. The weather. I don't like it. I don't like to feel the, the temperature. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, a, that's kind of a problem. Go to, go to Denver. You agree at least, DJ, that Ursay was playing games, right? That he was trying to get in his head a little bit. I, I don't. Look, to, for me to try and figure out what's going on with in Jim Ursay's head. Don't no, you be coy no chance. with me. There's no, there's no chance. How do you trying to mess with him. You think so? Of course I huh, think so. I, I know so. Why yeah. would he bring up Tom Brady? Hey, what, what, what do you think Look, about all he's heard? He's a human being. All he's heard now for the last, as this game has come closer and closer, the thing he keeps hearing about is maybe you should have held on to Peyton. You know, you guys might have been pretty good if you would have held on to Peyton. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton. Do you miss Peyton? How does Andrew Luck compare to Peyton? He had had enough. He is a guy who spills over with his emotions sometimes. And he said, hey, you know what? Peyton never won us anything except for that one ring, and this guy's a better team with him. This was a shot, and I, the, the, the idea that everybody wants to, wants to turn See, the page from this great little WWE trash-talking event from a, an NFL owner upsets me. This is grand. This is why it's fun. Maybe that fit into the kind of the style of the game because, to me, the, the big takeaway from this was this was a physical team against a finesse team and mm-hmm. they, it was just you know it was a, it's a bad matchup really when you get when you get three corners are going to get up in your face like Indianapolis did it's going to disrupt this offense we talked about it earlier uh, you know what's the formula to beat this Bronco team and I said mm-hmm. you need three corners that can match up with those receivers you need mm-hmm. a safety that can cover I've been and using you this a, and you need a pass rush credit, by oh, the good, way. Good. you need a pass rush and I had been pointing to Kansas City as a team could possibly do that. The, the corners, have, you know, they've got some young guys. Cooper's played really well. Uh, Sean Smith's been a little bit inconsistent. But I thought that was a team that maybe had it. We obviously said Seattle's built to, to beat this team. But I think the Colts with Vontae Davis and Greg Toller and then, to me, 
uh, the X Factor Darius Butler, who they, they brought up you know a bunch in the broadcast, but the fact that he had been in New England with Wes Welker, it's got to help you a little bit in terms of understanding how to do them. I just thought they matched up really well. I thought they were more physical. I thought they were just a, a right, much more physical team. Excellent stuff. Um, and uh, now let's get into it because here he is all the way from England. He's a little down in the dumps because uh, because his Dolphins, after a hot start, have come back down to earth with a thud. Here he is, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm fine, thanks, Dave. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Just, I, I see you keep uh, you're keeping your chin up, huh? Yeah, just tr- I'm you know trying to. Yesterday was was a, a nasty loss for the Dolphins. Yeah, that AFC East is pretty interesting. All of a sudden, I mean, it's because no one is great, including the Patriots. After they beat the the Saints, I thought that uh, you know they they clearly distinguish themselves as still the class of a mediocre division has been as has been the story pretty much since Tom Brady got there I think that they're in legitimate trouble though and that's the big story in fact the Andrew Luck versus Peyton Manning story was overwhelmed by all the injuries has there ever been a worse week of injuries in pro football I can't I mean I can't and by the way season as bad as all these injuries I mean just plain Quantity. I cannot remember anything along these lines. Especially, you're talking about big name players. You're talking about teams that are, you know, right at the top of their division or in the playoff hunt. I mean, crucial, crucial injuries, quarterback injuries. Yeah. To me, of all the all the ones that happened, though, I mean, the Reggie Wayne coming off last night and kind of seeing, you know, what this Colts team can be. The injury to him was that was brutal. I think that's bad, and we're going to get into a blacklist here, and I bet that's going to be one of the questions: is of all the injuries, biggest injuries, and if it's not black tie, I encourage you, nay, demand you ask that, so the rest of us can have a crack at it but uh but dj the patriots legitimately in some trouble without will fork or mayo now going forward right well yeah i mean that's you're talking about the defense there to me that game their offense i I think they were like one for 12 on third down um no rhythm the pass protection broke down brady still doesn't look comfortable i I want you to do that that frustration index article that we talked about because he's got to be right at the top of the list he looks so frustrated when they show him on the sideline, he just hasn't been able to get comfortable. And the Jets, I mean, everybody kind of just glanced over the fact that it was it was rainy and it was kind of ugly outside. But the Jets gave them fits the first time they played them, and they, they, they played them pretty darn well again got out of there with a win this week. Um, all right, DJ, we're going to get into the blacklist here in a second. Uh, you're welcome to hang out, but I think you have uh, fancy TV duties to, to attend There's to. There's nothing fancy about it. Dude. Before you run, let's just very quickly. College Wait, we're still, football. We're still big... friends, right? Oh, kidding me, Rank? Come okay. on. I want to make sure. I, I, I felt like I was a little heated about Manning. I'm way too real. After I get off of an hour 45 drive to get in here, Rank, yeah. my <laughs> mind is so fried. There's nothing you can do that could get on my nerves that some lady on the freeway hasn't already done. Fair enough. Draft 24-7 is the podcast. It's the page. Wait, what are wait. You draft 24-7? What? What is that? College football 24-7? There we go. I get so confused by the names of these things. NFL.com. Just yeah, yeah. College football 24-7. I took in some college football over the weekend. I was stunned. In fact, I look like a dope because I'm tweeting a DJ saying, hey, if Clemson wins out, including it's a – I did say big if, so I did give the caveat. But I said if Clemson beats Florida State and South Carolina and Miami and then wins the ACC title game, how can you keep them out over either Bama 
or Oregon, they their resume would be officially more impressive in my book than either of those two teams. And then Clemson gets smoked, but now Florida State is at number two. Who do you like best among the quarterbacks? It has nothing to do with the setup of, of what I just asked, but I, I want to get in. Who do yeah. you like? James Winston. Do yeah. you like Johnny F., Teddy Bridgewater, um, Marcus Mariota? Who at least gets your Heisman, first of all? Well, my Heisman... First of all, I would give it to Jameis Winston, the freshman. Me too. I, I know, I know so Mariota's far. done some great things, yeah. but just this kid's unbelievable. I mean, what he's doing as a freshman. Now, it, there's a couple ways to answer the, the question. If I had to go win a college game tomorrow with my pick of any of these quarterbacks, I'd still take Johnny Manziel. Is that right? Oh, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking at it. They've lost two games, right? Alabama and they lose to Auburn. In those two games they've lost, they scored 83 points. I know. They've got garbage I mean, defense. Give me it's a, a break. Shame. The, the defense, if their defense steps up and, and, and plays halfway decent, holds Alabama to 40 points, he beats Alabama for the second time, and they're, they're undefeated right now. They're in the chase for the national championship. Everybody's talking about Johnny Manziel is going to go back-to-back back on the Heisman. Uh, but So that's who I would take there. But in terms of looking forward, who maybe uh, you know projects best to the next level, I, I still am a big Bridgewater fan, what, what he can do. He's, a, he's just a really, really, really good thrower. How big a kid is Winston, though? He's like 6'3", 6'4", isn't he? Yeah, 6'4-plus, yeah, I think. He, he He's one of those guys, too. We talk about Luck and Roethlisberger. I saw on the sidelines yeah. somebody loaded up and gave him everything they had from Clemson, and he just kind of shrugged it off and stepped out of bounds. That's a big, strong kid. How about Mariota? Does he project well to... I got to I got to study more him more because I studied him over the summer on tape and I had some concern just with his accuracy. I didn't think he was just a naturally accurate guy with ball placement. Some stuff got away from him when he tried to drive the football. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's got great size. All the intangible stuff's supposed to be great, but uh, that was my concern. I've seen him on TV this year. I still saw some of those issues with accuracy, but I, you know I got to study him on tape this That's year. That's what Bucky Brooks, uh, the uh, you know also from College Football twenty four seven. We were talking. I asked him the same thing, and he said it's all bubble screens. That's mm-hmm. all they throw. So his numbers are inflated by that, or his completion percentage. But if he has to get the ball downfield, he doesn't do it. Yeah, well, the, speaking of bubble screens, I mean Hunley was a guy I was real high on coming into the season. Got a chance to watch that game against Stanford. He did not play well on that stage. I mean, we talk about a lot of bubble screens. He throws a lot of that stuff. Uh, but when they tried to push the ball down the field, he made a bad read and get picked off on the sideline, skipped some balls. He just – it was a big stage for him to kind of, you know, take that next step, and he struggled. Now he gets another chance this week as they go up and play Oregon. Uh, but Hunley, a little disappointed with what I saw last week. Dig this, and then you got to run. But let me just say, dig that – I mean, good thing we have the Final Four coming in 2014, but like I keep saying, it's at least one year too late because this is where – and it usually does resolve itself. The beauty of college football is the soap opera effect that each week a new episode and each week someone big gets killed off and then you, 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 right now you're uh, – who's going to survive? Who's going to make it? Like Walking Dead, which people are not going to get eaten by zombies? And then they all end up – and they're always – almost always, they're just two or three left. This mm-hmm. year, though, legitimately, Miami or Florida State has a really good chance to run the table, whichever one wins their mm-hmm. head-to-head game. Bama really shouldn't lose to anybody. Yep. There's nobody that good in the SEC left on their – left in front of them. And Oregon, Stanford is good, but that's the one team that in the Pac-12 that might beat them, and I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. And then you have Ohio State. Who should beat them out of the Big Big Ten? I don't know if anybody. You're going to have possibly two undefeated teams from big conferences on the outside looking in. What an outrage! No, no, it's going to happen. And then, uh, then you get to the AP and see what happens with the AP poll. So who will it be? Yeah, I mean, Bama's well, going to get kissed I, in no matter yeah, what. Bama so, wins the SEC. They're going to, they're going to get grandfathered which, in. So then, to me, it comes down to Oregon. I don't think Ohio. State's going to have a chance if Oregon's undefeated and I Florida agree. State's undefeated. 
then to me it could kind of come down to style points. The interesting thing is Florida State and Oregon are both capable, as we've seen, of just boat racing people. So I would not want to be playing them coming down the stretch if if all these teams are still undefeated because there'll be some style points. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Games. I mean, that's the old thing. That's it's funny. That's old school thinking. There was a day when Steve Spurrier was a villain across uh, the land because he would smoke everybody. Now everybody does it, and so they they forgive it. But that you're exactly right. If Oregon is up against the wall and they feel like, wait a second, we're on the outside looking into this. All right, we'll show you who's good. <laughs> they'll take so they'll they'll take a run at the the bottom feeders of the Pac-12 and try and put ninety on them or something. Yeah, I mean, like Arizona is not a terrible team, but November twenty third, Arizona against Oregon. Oof, could be a lot of points in that one. <laughs> um, all right, DJ, a pleasure as always to kibitz with you. Never enough time to do so. Did I tell you? Did I tell you what I'm doing this week? By the way, you're gonna love this. Uh, tune in Wednesday, Home Shopping Network. What? 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 Yes. DJ makes his appearance on the Home Shopping Network. Some NFL licensed sheets, big shots sheets. Tune in, Dave. Get yourself a wow. Christmas present there. Huh? That is a high water mark in a of, career of uh, oh, It's, it's of all just... downhill after that. It's all downhill. <laughs> you alone. My grandmother, I wish she was alive for this. She'd have been so proud. You're going to be in there on Wednesday night. Well, yes. Wednesday at what time? Can we say? I don't, I don't know that. And it's you and one of the one of the hosts. Like, hey, know. we got with us right here Danny <laughs> Jeremiah from, uh, from NFL Network. You may enjoy them, and you may enjoy these sheets. Are you a football fan? Do you know? Do you have a loved one who enjoys football? Ball, then they're gonna love these just in time for the holidays. Can I record that and just take it with me? <laughs> no, I'm telling you what you should be prepared for. Okay. Like, and that. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, see, it's got the logo of the teams on it. Yeah, that, that's going to be you. Play. It's NFLPA license, so you get the picture. You get like, are you could have an RG3 Wait, comfort? Are they going to give you, you talking you points? With RG3. You can this you can sleep with RG3. About. Yes. <laughs> Tune oh, in. This is going to be great. You got to tune in. Black tie. Please make sure you get audio of this so we can use it <laughs> against him. All right, uh, Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks. Always insightful stuff from him on the college players and the NFL players. The go-to pro football guy. We didn't even talk about your Ravens or your Eagles. Boy, the Eagles. Ugh. Don't make a hand at me. That's like gross. you're the host. You're the one who didn't bring it up. You're the host, and you didn't bring it up. All right, fine. <laughs> well, don't make that hand at me. I find it condescending. But I want to tell you something. That uh, that Ravens team is not getting anywhere close to the Ravens. I mean, to the uh, Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah, you might be right. I think By they the way, should be this, six and two at the midway point. I, I think Dave has got the Mash shirt on today, Henry. What yeah, do you think? I think it, it, Hawkeye, it, 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 little Hawkeye. What are you exactly. talking about? It's beige. This is it's not, not beige. No, that's what do you think it is? Olive green, color. drab green. Yeah, it's yeah. olive green. Please go, Jeremiah. Right. You're a bad All influence right, on handsome we'll, Hank. We'll see. Your, Amer- your English doppelganger. So there he goes. Black tie, get ready. It's time for the blacklist, and uh, that's when we will cover all the other big items of Week 7 and beyond. First, though, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Dave Damashek here from the Dave Damashek Football Program. You know, when you talk about primary colors, you talk about red, you talk about blue, you talk about yellow, but I think it's high time we give the color green a fair shake. Yeah, I know you need to combine the blue and the yellow to make it. But when you go to a store and you buy your kid a toy, what colors are they? They're not just red, yellow, and blue, are they? No, they also throw green in there. And yet the snobby trio of primary colors continues to shut the door on green. I say the time has come for green to be given its fair shake. Go green. You won't go back. Now, back to the show. All right, Black Tie, let's get to it. Damn a shit and wake if they're coming. 
All right, guys, on the blacklist this week, started off with a lot of injuries like you mentioned before, Dave. Of course I'm going to have injuries on this. Question is, which team suffered the biggest loss due to injuries? Bears and Jay Cutler, you have the Rams and Sam Bradford, Reggie Wayne and the Colts. By the way, he got hurt because Andrew Luck was off target on that pass. I, didn't... I know, and Andrew Luck has expressed sorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it was sad to see. Brian Cushion going down in a very similar fashion to how he went down a couple of years ago when he, he was out for a whole season. Yeah, they're done, though. And Doug Martin, at this point, also likely done. out for the season. By the way, how can uh, how the Shiano, I guess it's because they have a Thursday night game, but I legitimately, if they lose that game this uh, this coming Thursday on uh, on um, NFL Network, I wouldn't be surprised if they kick him to the curb. That's a good time to do it because right. you have a couple extra days to figure things out. And this thing is this thing's getting to be shameful. This uh, this uh, Buccaneers thing, right? When you talk about as well, anonymous, you know, a, a, a Chiefs team that's kind of anonymous at six and zero. Is there any team that's been zero and six and yet kind of flown under the radar as much as the Bucks as well? Like they are legit bad. They haven't won a game yet, and yet. No one's really talking about how bad they are because the Jags just outshine them for nasty. They teams. really are the they are the preeminent punchline. Are the Jaguars? Right. I also was thinking it's interesting that the Chiefs started the year in Jacksonville and one has not lost and the other has not won. What it means, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, Rank, you answer the question: Who is the biggest loss to his team? Jay Cutler. Oh yeah, Bears fan. Bears fan supreme, Adam Rank, everybody. Here Thank he comes. you very much. Well, you know what? You look at the uh, season the Bears were putting together, and you think of what Josh McCown's going to come in and do. And, you know, the Bears were a playoff team with Jay Cutler. Now, I, I, I just don't see him overcoming it. Um, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think they're in trouble uh, defensively as well. It's amazing just well, two yeah, weeks ago. There's... A fortnight ago, we were really having serious conversations. Can the can the Packers get back into this thing? Do they have a chance? Oh yeah, they're a playoff. They're probably going to get a wild card. But man, I don't think they're going to catch the Lions or the Packers. One of those two teams or Bears. And now, like that, snap your fingers and uh, and there sit uh, the Packers atop the NFC North. They're in trouble defensively because they've lost Lance Briggs now for what a month. Mm-hmm. DJ Williams is already out. Henry Melton, their anchor in the middle of the of the defense. Is out for the year. Obviously, Erlacher gone. Peanut Tillman hasn't played very well of late, or when he or hasn't played much. And when he is, he's not himself. That defense is is you know destroyed. I, I th- it's amazing. If you were a Bears fan, sorry, Rank. I know you just became one this year, but right. this is the story for the last what three seasons now since they went to the title game. They just can't stay healthy. I know you could say that about almost any NFL team, but they've been inordinately bitten by the by the injury bug. No, anybody as who like to say anybody who watches the NFL knows that the Bears defense always year in year out. And you go back to guys like Erlacher who missed significant chunks of time, too, and you're like, this defense always seems to be banged up. Um, uh, Handsome Hank, I'll go to you on this one. Yeah, I think it's hard to argue that it isn't the Bears, Um, but if you look long-term, I think the Texans losing Cushing again to the same left knee injury that he had last year, you know, maybe that's that's an issue that could stick with him for a while now. You know, he's he's overcome it once, couldn't have to overcome it again. I think that, that for their defense down the line, that could be 
a big issue. Obviously not this season because I don't think they're going near the playoffs. You had an interesting thought on uh, on the injuries, what uh, what is causing them. Because like I say, we've never seen some, or at least I, I wonder if somebody is going to put that stat out in the next couple of days. I'm sure somebody is sitting there and cobbling them together diligently, trying to figure out how many injuries at this point in the season. But um, what is your what's your hypothesis why they're happening so much, Handsome? Uh, well, I, I, I have a hypothesis generally not to mess with nature. Um, and I think that the NFL spent the last two years, and it's exactly the right thing to be doing, but trying to cut down on injuries and then doing it may have caused some of these ones. I think we've all seen some of those, you know, some of the, the high hits that have been removed from the game have resulted in lower hits. And yeah, with Dustin Keller, as soon as Keller, Keller went out in the preseason, that became week. that story, right? Right. But then the other one, I think, is, again, as part of the same process, they've removed a lot of the contact from practices during the week. They can't wear pads as much. They couldn't wear pads as much or practice as often during the preseason uh, and, and training camp as well. And I think um, what, that's, what that's essentially meant is the offensive line plays just not as good as it's been uh, you know, in previous seasons. And players, quarterbacks are getting hit more often. I think offensive line plays down generally. And I think they, you know, that's resulted in some of these these injuries and the the irony is in the process of trying to fix a certain type of injury there may be other injuries that have been caused more regularly that is a, a sad irony but but it, there's something to what you're saying i mean the the going low and that was something like i say that from august and even prior to that people had been talking about but the lack of practice and practical experience day in and day out of how to tackle properly is also right. uh, is also it, getting guys banged and up. that really is a big thing like i can never understand in the nfl how teams can not practice just the fundamentals of tackling. And you'd think, well, it's the NFL. They should know, you know, they're playing in the NFL. They should know how to. But how many times a game do you see a guy in a perfect position to make a tackle, not wrap up, and then the runner gets six more yards because when, it, when he's been hit but just bounced off? Because these guys are all big guys. It's all about like – I feel like, and this is something I've said a lot, it's the peanut Tillman effect, but it's something that, again, if you went into a coma 20 years ago and, and you emerged from it, the differences that you would see in the NFL now versus then, one, that the quarterbacks run around a lot more, or at least a, a, a much larger percentage run around pretty well, and two – that the defenders constantly their 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 mode their primary mode is separate the guy from the ball right. that they're not about they're not about tackling people anymore they are trying to strip the ball and when you see them they're not wrapping them up they just lower the shoulder in, in an effort to try and pop the ball out all right. except for Brandon Merriweather, of course who just knocks players out and has been suspended for two games for that now by the NFL yeah, I'm surprised. There was a lot of talk he might get suspended for the rest of the season, but uh, but yeah, no, I I would you know I'll say the Bears are up there, but I think the like we said before, I think the Patriots are in a lot of trouble because their offense isn't as good as it's been over the last five years, and now and that defense had been holding up its end of the bargain for once, and now decimated. They don't have right. Vince Wilfork, so they're a, a team you can run on. Now, Tlaib, who was really dynamite, I'm sure he'll be back relatively soon. But then Jared Mayo, I mean, this is the, the team's tackling leader for years on end. So that, I, I think their defense is going to return to being lousy, and this year they can't afford to be as bad as they've but been they, when Brady was putting up the humongous numbers recently. But they don't have a Packers or even maybe a Lions in that division. You know, they, they, Well, you don't they, think so? No, I don't think I don't think any of those teams, regardless of how bad that defense is going to be, I don't think the Jets, Bills, or Dolphins are going to overtake the uh, the Patriots at this at this stage. Now, if uh, you know, I, I think the Bears legitimately should be worried that the Packers or even the Lions are going to surpass them because they don't have Jay Cutler there. 
Uh, black tie. Also, Next, oh, also uh, you should mention the St. Louis Football Club losing San Bradford. They seemed like a team that might have put together a run at some point because you've been very high on them over the last couple of years. But if they don't, you know, without Bradford, that team's done. Well, I, I actually thought about it for this week's uh, Sheck report, shame report, was actually talking about nepotism a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, uh, Mike Shula down in Carolina had a good week, and uh, Jay Gruden in Cincinnati had a good week <laughs> of visiting the Motor City, so I backed off of that one. But I've talked with a lot of guys now about this, and they all say the same thing. Boy, Brian Schottenheimer has no idea how to utilize Tavon Austin, who, which is a shame. Remember, in the spring, as that draft got closer and closer, Tavon Austin shot up the board. Oh, he's a steal wherever you get him. And then he ended up right. going, what was it, eighth to the, to the Rams? Yeah. And apparently Brian Schottenheimer, if you talk to anybody, just does not have the gift of deploying someone who's a weapon like that appropriately. So, um, yeah, I I, 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 so I backed off the Rams, but yeah, your point is well taken. And you now wonder, Sam Bradford may have taken his final snap with the Rams, and if Jay Cutler, who knows what's going on with that groin, if he ain't right, he may have taken his final snap for the Bears. There's going to be some quarterback movement in the offseason, you know that. All right, Black Tie, next one. Yeah, quickly, uh, reports now saying Michael Silver reporting that the Bears might be, might be, um, might not be sold on Jay Cutler moving forward if he's not healthy. Um, that's on NFL.com. Hmm. And um, speaking of which, I, I think, just real quick, I think the Colts miss out a lot by losing Reggie Wayne just because they're the one team out of that group that I think legitimately had a chance to win their, win their conference. Well, so. if Trent Richardson doesn't come on, then that's true. But if Trent Richardson can start playing a little bit better, plus you have, you know, uh, Fleener who's emerging a little bit, and DHB was a high-round draft pick. He's no, still no, no. Pre- it's not everybody- DHB. Look for Lave. Uh, Le'Veon Brazil. Yeah, I know. He's back after four. He missed the start of the season. and But I do like Darius Hayward Bay, too. I always he doesn't say, catch the ball enough. I, mean, that, I know he drops the, it a lot, but he's still – people make fun of him. He's sort of a punchline because Al Davis reached on him so high in the first round. But at the time, he still did project to be a first-round pick. That doesn't guarantee him success, but at least it means the pedigree is there. I think he has a chance to turn it on And T.Y. Hilton emerges as, yeah. a, as a genuine threat, I think. Yeah, I, it's not like you've just decimated the – team by right. taking one P they have a there I feel like they're a lot I it, it, listen it's a major lot of guys going to the Hall of Fame I'm just saying that they still at least have some yeah. pieces so they're in better standing than some teams TY and DHB both speed guys I think Reggie Wayne get, gave them that dynamic across the middle who could you know break off his route and when R- luck is doing a scramble sure. he could come back to the ball which is what he which is what he got hurt on he, and you know luck obviously threw it behind him and that's that's where we are all right next question on the back list guys Who's your MVP for each conference so far? Hmm. Rank, hmm. I start with you. For the AFC, I will say it's Andrew Luck. As I agree with that. Andrew Luck is the correct answer in the AFC. As it was shown last night, he uh, went head-to-head with Peyton Manning, the guy who will uh, no doubtedly win the MVP. The Peyton Manning, does, they've already given him the award. They've already... Don't give me the hand gestures to move on. Say what you got to say. Don't. Please, allow. I thought you were about to get into another, oh, Peyton Manning is not clutch, you know, one of you. Your, you just said it. I, I, thought, that everybody, was, I thought everybody. that was about to happen again for I, the fifth time this podcast. Well, let me tell you something. I don't have to say anything because the facts continue to speak for themselves. Anybody, you know what? Everybody can come out and they can tweet me. They can do whatever they want. You don't know anything about Why football. Why do you guys hate Peyton Manning so I much? I don't hate him. As I said. I hate no one, with the exception of the Philadelphia Flyers. I do not hate anybody. I do not hate any team. I don't hate Peyton Manning. I don't believe. Well, I think Rank, Rank hates some people. 
But I ha- yes. The I St. mean, Louis- I hate people. There are like five right. or six people that I have uh, crossed paths with in my life that I feel real an- animosity yeah. towards. But Peyton Manning is not one of them. Legit heat with a couple of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Absolutely. your NFC uh, MVP, Rick? My NFC MVP, boy, it was going to be Jay Cutler before he went down with an injury because he was he was putting together a pretty nice year. I'm going to just say Drew Brees because the Saints are the best team in the NFC right now. And Incorrect. It's Jimmy Graham. Even though he got shut out by a keep to leave in the Patriots uh, last weekend, he is still putting up bigger numbers than any wide receiver. He's what makes that offense go. Not Sean Payton, not Drew Brees. As great as they both are, the linchpin to it is Jimmy Graham, especially on a team that doesn't have great receivers. Handsome Hank, how say you? Uh, I mean, I can't disagree with any of the ones you put out there. I I think that Peyton Manning is probably likely to do it. And look, before this game, he's ha- he'd had a pretty incredible run, right? We, I mean, we you can't disagree with that. Now, I've had this conversation before with people. The the um, the MVP is given out for re- their body of work through the regular season. Of course, I'm with, I'm all on board with Peyton Manning being a, a January um, flake, but when it comes to uh, the regular season, Peyton Manning will have put up the best numbers, and I think he probably deserves that MVP. Don't sleep on Jamal Charles, though. He's no, had I love a great him. Season as I well. agree with that. Um, and I love I love your Jimmy Graham pick in the NFC, uh, so I think I'd, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards him. You well, know who it is, though? You know who it is? I would him? almost say Jimmy Graham, but I'll tell you who else. Megatron. Eh, yeah. look, at, look at how bad the Lions were the week that it's he didn't point. play. Well, the other side of that coin is, what about... The old story, the one that I started singing about three years ago now, Aaron Rodgers is the best player in football. And everybody always says, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he has, so much, he has such a talented receiving core. Can we once and for all put that one to bed? Aaron Rodgers makes those guys great. That's the answer. End of story. The Packers are always good since Aaron Rodgers took over. They are always good. The defense isn't always good. The wide receivers aren't always good. The running game certainly isn't always good. The offensive line is rarely good. Aaron Rodgers is always putting up monstrous numbers, and they always win games. You see? Peyton Manning and Tony Romo, just as a comparison. Yeah, they put up big numbers, too, on deficient teams that are, I mean, in in terms of top-to-bottom talent. The difference is Aaron Rodgers wins games every single year, and they're on their way to winning that division again. Now, if the Lions somehow... Come and win that. Come back and win that division. I hear what you're saying, Rank, but Matt Stafford would will deserve the due there. If no, they, no, no. I think it's Calvin. Well, I mean, then again, you watch the play he makes on Sunday. He just throws a jump ball, and Calvin Johnson jumps up over three other guys and gets it. But that's basically what Jimmy Graham does every week. So handsome. Do you have any, though you're you're done? You feel satisfied with your I'm answer? I'm happy with Jimmy Graham and then Peyton Manning slash Jamal Charles slash. Andrew I changed Lock my own answer though. I disagreed with myself and I changed to Taron Rogers. I, well, I disagree I'm, with I'm mine gonna, and made it Megatron. Jimmy That's just because you're yawning about because Aaron Rodgers is an old story. But the, he, he is, and 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 you know it's about how much is the you know those guys have to keep winning. If you want to be an MVP, well, but they are, and they don't have Cobb yeah, now, and they they, they 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 lose Jennings, and Jermichael Finley is inconsistent look, now. Hurt. Ni- this is a nice question, and I realize we don't all want to give the obvious answer. I guarantee you, right now, Peyton Manning is the MVP at the end of this season. 
Well, that would be unfair, uh, I mean, and that would be wrong. He lost so head-to-head to Andrew Luck, and yeah, he has... Then, then you matter. get into the argument of, well, in that case, that, you know... Tom Brady whoever loses whoever to Geno Smith. To whoever, whoever, whoever beats the Super Bowl champion All right, you're right. the Super Bowl champion. You're but, right, except you, that he does have an... Uh, he does have... I don't know. I, I, it's not unfair. They did it by the rules, but he does also happen to have the... Arguably the finest collection of pass catchers ever. Now that's something he does have. Well, yeah, for. that is nice. But then you know, by your argument, and I'm oh. excited about this. By the way, Ryan Tannehill's MVP because he beat Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck beat Peyton. You're Ray. right. That's not fair to that's go game by game. Argument. But Andrew Luck in the big pressure game did outduel Peyton Manning, so I think I can make a pretty good case. So you, when would- everybody in under the sun said that the Broncos were going to be good going into the year, and people were more doubtful, at least, of uh, of Andrew Luck, right? Well, I, I would Not also, me. I would, I've I, been saying since day one, Andrew Luck will, when it's all said and done, Andrew Luck will be considered the best quarterback in NFL history. You have said oh, well, that. I say Aaron oh, Rodgers. by the now way. we get but, that Super but, Bowl. But wait, let's look at the standings, though. You're talking about Peyton Manning. You're talking about the guy who is the quarterback of the second-place team in the AFC West as opposed to a guy who has the Colts, they're in first place. And then, you know what, Jamal Charles or Alex Smith, either one of those guys. Yeah. Let's see what happens when, I mean, by day when they play head to head. When Alex Smith and, and uh, Peyton Manning go head to head. Because by that time, we could have whittled the MVP down to Jared Boykin. Well, see, that's exactly Drake right. Oh, Drake Bell. Hey, what, a, what hey, about Boykin? The- Boykin's Boykin, what a find. Or maybe Aaron Rodgers is doing what he does with anybody who ever goes out onto the field to try to catch his passes. It was amazing, though, because if you watched the game two weeks ago, and he was he targeted Boykin six times, and it was awful. And he hit him once, you know, he got to him once, and he's throwing bounce passes to him. And then just one week of practice, and it looked like they'd been playing together for 20 years. He's the best, period. I hear what you're saying about Andrew Luck, and time will tell there. But to me, Aaron Rodgers is the best. And it is funny that now you don't even – if I hadn't brought him up, I know we're just three guys sitting around talking about this, but we really would have just ignored him. And you think about what he's going against. I don't here. think – We don't, knew you were bringing him up. Yeah, we All knew right. that was coming, A. But, B, I don't think anyone really overlooks Aaron Rodgers. I th- there's Suddenly that's part of a narrative. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's under the radar. No, By there's, the way, a, there's a certain inertia with teams that you look at the standing and it's kind of like – Oh, the Patriots are going to make the playoffs again. Oh, the pa- well, yeah. What else is new? The Packers are going to get in there. But my, oh my, that is a deficient team. That Packers team and has been for a long time. And they've and now they're one couple games without Clay Matthews. There they go. They did. They just don't skip a beat. Why? Twelve. By the way, I got shamed by the State Farm people on Sunday because I made a joke about like what's the most improbable part of that Aaron Rodgers commercial is the fact that the guy's holding onto the wing of the plane or the fact that Aaron Rodgers is sitting in the middle seat and coach. <laughs> <laughs> and State Farm tweeted me and correctly pointed out like no 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 he's in grill class which is completely different. I don't like I speak in the commercials. I was that's and they hit you up and they corrected they you. They did. Yes. That's nice. What about um, I, I? I the one that got under my skin watching the games this weekend was the, uh, the is that uh, what is it Miller Light? They now they're pop top. You can uh, you you, so you can shotgun a beer. I people told me that and I felt square after that. But this thing that they claim like, hey, it's a pop top. It's like, yeah, aren't all cans? Can't you just break the top of every can? <laughs> what what is it? You you're owning that, and I don't know if I I don't know if I hate it because it's a stupid thing to point out. Or am I jealous that I didn't come up with that to just lay claim to something that's true about every can that exists and say, like, hey, we got a special kind of can. You pop it, the beer drinks easier that way. Like, what? Is that really a thing? That 
that, that we need <laughs> that the beer needs to come out of the can more quickly a little smoother it's the shotgun you're right about they that should. but i also resent them <laughs> and admire them at the same time for for their uh, very clever should, marketing department they should do an infomercial with some like college kids like does this ever happen to you and show some kids like cutting their fingers trying to jam the key into the can <laughs> so they can shotgun it or the the most egregious one is jack in the box with their munchies meal Oh, yeah, with yeah. the guys with the bloodshot <laughs> eyes yeah. and everything. It's ridiculous. I say go the extra mile, <laughs> charge 420 for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever marketing. Jeez. Good stuff. All right, Black Tie, you have anything else on the uh, blacklist here? A special one is, you guys know, this is DDFP 199, 200 coming up later this week on Wednesday. Whoa. Without us, by the way. Which, without, and I'm looking at Hank. Without rank, but definitely with Ryan Clark. Well, Ryan, safety. Eh, he's better than both of you combined. No, yeah. I, we, we got to have. We can't. We can't do 200 without rank and and Hank. We got to have. Rank's a big TV star. Hank, we should have. Rank's a big TV star these days. He I don't feel right about doing up. a show without the 200th show without the core here. Okay. I don't. I don't know what to tell you, Shaq. I mean, I'm not. Gonna All right. Tell so that if, only we, if only we had a producer who I'm thought not, that far I'm ahead. I'm not going to tell that Ryan Clark. I'm. Rank, I'm All not, right. Well, we'll get Ryan Clark. And I'm looking schedule. forward to talking with him. All right. Go ahead. All right. Um, so either way, so we have a gift basket, guys. A package sent from Scotland, and um, it's one of our very loyal listeners, Rod Rods Campbell at Rods the Buds. He sends oh. a package from Scotland. <laughs> And um, guys, oh, I, I can't imagine what's going to be in there. That's a question. What is Rods it? the Bod sent us a package, and now we have to open it. It's pretty big. I don't know. I don't know what's in there. Do you guys want to open it up and find out right here? Right I'm now? excited to open it up. Let's I do want it. to do just that. Right Let's now. go. Let me pass it to you. God, it's heavy. Oh, handsome. Yeah. Whoa. It is. I picked I, that box like, up. Where's it, it from? Like U.S. Customs has been through this bag um, <laughs> box. I mean, it's heavy. I mean, what do you think that is like? That's like a I'm legitimate hoping, 20, 25 can you pounds. Give us your what's in the box. What's in the box? Very nice. Very right? good. Very nice. Looking forward um, to that new movie. What, where'd that one come from? It's I nice don't sometimes know. when you see some commercials and you're like, whoa, 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 yeah, like this cast. What, yeah. what is that one called? The, 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 the council? The counselor. Is that yeah. right? Counselor yeah. or council, something that looks yeah, good. It's a good looking cast. With go. Brad Pitt and everybody else. All right, here we Maybe go. Maybe not bad grandpa good, but. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to. I'm excited for that. All right. Ooh. First, a oh. postcard from Edinburgh. Let's read it. Dear Sheck, Rank, Hank, and Black Tie, after many months of listening to the DDFP and kibitzing with each of you on Twitter, I felt it was time to give something back to you guys. Inspired by the Pie and Crisp Sampling podcast last year, I thought you may enjoy some of Scotland's finest treats. Ooh, a long-time deep sleeper, as biggest UK... Fan of the show, I thought it was about time I showed you fellas some love. Enjoy, Roddy. Be sure to follow me, Rods the Bods on Twitter. P.S. Oh, I don't want to give anything away, but I'm going to read it. The jam, ale, and crisps are, of course, Sheck favorites. I hope they pass the test. Cheers. Ale, ale. Dave's really ripping it open. Let's get in there. Oh, some haggis and crack black pepper chips. Crisps? Haggis. That's exciting. It is? Well, Haggis I, I, is the intestines, right? Yep. I'm sure. oh. oh, my God. What do we have there? Glenn Finnick, 18-year-old Scotch. Wow. Are we allowed to have that at the NFL? 
Not now, Adam. No, no, no. Black currant and blueberry preserve. Ooh, I love. Well, this is going to go down well in the UK. Black currant. How am I supposed to say it? Black currant. Yes. Black. I don't know. I thought you would say. I was trying to say it Englishy. Highland oat cakes. I've oh got my a, God! What a bevy of treats! I've got to oh. read highlights on uh, NFL Fantasy Live on Monday night, so you guys should tune in to see how well it turns out. <laughs> Luxury Dundee cake? Do you know any of these? I Are these? Do. Yeah, all of these things. Firm, well, there's some here's great an, stuff in here. Here's another packet of uh, of crisps. These ones are flame grilled Aberdeen Angus. That's Chris. Steak. Okay. Oh my. That's straight up steak. What am I a Thank moron? I don't know I what don't Angus know. is. I don't know what. What could this <laughs> Angus, Angus be? Is. Ooh, Scottish ale. I love Scottish ale. Oh, it's so good. What type have you got there? Uh, 80, I think is what it's called. Is that what it's called? 80, do you know? Yep. 80 shilling. 80 shilling. Oh, my goodness. Candies and cookies and treats of all. Haggis! What is this? That More is haggis. That is dinner tonight. Mackies of Scotland. Scottish. This is actual haggis, Rank. No way. Do we dare try it? Why wouldn't we? Well, because it's haggis and it seems gross. Scottish tablet. Wow! This is Listen. terrific. Rods the bods. Oh, we have opened it. We are thrilled. Who wants a piece of shortbread? I that I'll oh, start. Yeah, I'll start yeah, slow. Yeah. Let's start. To begin. Yeah. Do you want to try black some black currant with that? Black currant. Hey guys, I'm, I'm in Edinburgh. Do you want some black currant? That's <laughs> why <laughs> my pronunciation of Edinburgh like. is no good. Edinburgh. Oh, I'm Edinburgh. Hey, I'm in Edinburgh, mm. and I'm going to Leicester t- tomorrow. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, it's Americans. Do you hear the disdain that he has for we I, Americans? I like you guys. You're fun. A little basic, but fun. What is a Dundee cake? Well, we'll have to find that out. Um, we're going to go through it all. Thanks, Rods the Bods, and I hope this puts uh, puts all the rest of you feeling a little bit. I hope you all feel embarrassed for yourselves. If you haven't dropped us a box of food yet, because I mean, I really think Rod's the Bods and the few others out there who have done the right thing and dropped us, uh, dropped us not just a line to say you enjoy. You've shown it with your gifts, foods, booze and otherwise. Wow. Thanks very much. I think we should end the show there. Black tie. What do you think of that? Adam's just finished the whiskey, so I think that's a good idea. <laughs> good idea. Let's do that. You don't know me. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do that. But to add on what you were saying, if you can't send us a package, which I, I'm sure not everyone can, you can't always drop us a line on iTunes, comment, Twitter, hashtag DDFP, tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and just join the show, guys. Always join the show. Black tie. I don't know if it's the booze talking, <laughs> but you got a butt that won't quit. <laughs> I listen. think it is. All right. Well, listen. That's that. Black tie. Goodbye. Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, Rank and Handsome Hank, and most of all, thanks to uh, Rods the Bods for his uh, wonderful gift package. What what an elaborate present this was. Thanks so much. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce, including Pittsburgh Steelers safety Ryan Clark. For now, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.